Welcome to Matter of Theology. Thank you for tuning in. Um, it's all three of us here today, AG, Chris, Nick. Uh, we're, the, the topic that we're discussing today is going to be charis, the charismatic movement, charismania type stuff. Um, there's a lot of things that go into that. Mm. Now, from, from the get-go, from the onset, we understand that everyone will define continuationism or charismatic or uh, cessationism. A lot of people define it differently, so we're not going to define it for you. Right. You have a definition? Okay. Cool. Uh, we're, but what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about some of the dangerous things that we do see in ministry today, um, especially with some of the more popular ministries. And uh, from the very beginning, I want to say that I've, I, I came out of a, of a vineyard movement, and, but a lot of my friends, m- a lot of my closest friends, are, they go to a vineyard church. Um, that the pastor, my former pastor, love him, great man of God. Uh, I learned so much about him, just about being a husband, about being a leader in the family. Uh, one of my closest friends who I would consider um, my voice of reason, I guess, um, whenever... You know, I'm just not thinking clearly. I'll text him or something like that. He's a, a vineyard youth leader in Alabama, um, and I love him dearly. He's a, a, a brother in Christ. We have major differences, but we can, we're can we still brothers in Christ, and we still uh, go to God's Word. We, we walk away fellowshipping with, and, and loving one another. And something to be said about that is, you know, what we're also not saying is that that everybody involved in, in, in a ministry that may have uh, differences in open-handed theological issues, as, as we have talked about before, um, you know, the, the, those people are still are still believers, and we, we affirm that. We would never question that. And, and, and ultimately, we can't question anyone's salvation. That, mm. That's between them and the Lord. Um, you know, but we are called in Ma- Matthew 7 um, to, uh, uh, to take a look at fruits um, and... And just like AG said, you know, um, we're we're going to be talking about that today, and and why are we doing that? Mm. Um, is it, and then there are multiple places in Scripture um, that that uh, that we could go. Um, uh, the first first place I'm going to take us today is uh, is Second uh, Timothy three. Uh, but understand this: uh, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be self lovers. Uh, so, I'm sorry, excuse me, lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, uh, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people. Uh, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins, and, and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of truth. Um, uh, Acts chapter 20 also talks about being on guard. Um, that that uh, you know, Paul said that I know, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock. Um, and uh, he said in verse 29 of Acts 20, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Mm. Um, Titus 1, uh, just to keep going uh, in Scripture. Um, Titus 1, 
uh, we are, you know, uh, commanded uh, we must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that we may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine mm-hmm. and also to rebuke those who contradict it. For there, um, there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers and deceivers, especially those uh, of the circumcision party. They must be silenced since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. Mm-hmm. And then skipping down to verse 13, uh, this testimony is true. Therefore, rebuke them sharply so that they may be sound in faith. Please understand the goal. Uh, anytime that we're, uh, the, the goal is to expose false teachers, and you can always tell false teachers by number one, by their fruit, um, by who they produce and what they produce, um, is, is so that, um, Lord willing, there would be repentance on their part, uh, and then they would come to a, a knowledge of the truth. So, mm. so. <clears throat> I think it's very important to say, and at the outset, this is going to be uh, a kind of an an overview of pneumatology, which is a study of the spirit. Um, how does the spirit move? What is the role of the Holy Spirit? And and I want to I want to just say a couple things about the Holy Spirit uh, at the outset here. The Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is not a force. The Holy Spirit is a person. Amen. A person that the Bible says can be grieved. Uh, a person that the Bible says can be quenched. And uh, the, the aspects of the, the, the charismatic movement that we are going to talk about today... It is important to know from the beginning who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit's role is. And I want to just say the role of the Holy Spirit, first and foremost, is to point to Jesus. Amen. Thank you for saying that. The, the Holy Spirit points people to Jesus. He points unbelievers he regenerates unbelievers and points them to Jesus. He points believers to Jesus. When we uh, sin and we turn away from Jesus uh, to our own way and we are convicted of that sin and we uh, uh, repent of that sin, the Holy Spirit turns us back around and points us back to Jesus. So um, I want to define that because the things that we say today, I want what's important that you funnel those things through that through that definition and through who the Holy Spirit is. If you start with the Holy Spirit and his main role is to point to Jesus, then it should be obvious where the falsehoods come in uh, because the charismatic movement is uh, really ends up being about. Uh, bringing attention to self uh, and, and, and a personal and individualistic thing where uh, that the Holy Spirit is not an individualistic person. He, he is a selfless person that points to Jesus. Uh, and by the way, he's still equally God with Jesus and the Father. Right. Yeah. Well, he, the Holy Spirit is God. And so think about that when we talk about some of these issues or if, you know, fire tunnels and glory clouds and these things like that. I mean, is we just ask yourself from a logical perspective, are those things 
is God in those things? Is he doing that? Would he really do that? Would he really cause these things? And, uh, and I think, I think if, if you funnel it through who the Holy Spirit is, it's pretty clear that some of these issues are, are um, we, can't, we can't attribute these things to the Holy Spirit, to the work of the Holy Spirit. That's right. I think that's important that, that you address that this is looking at it through pneumatology. Because in each of these things, what people do is they invoke the Holy Spirit. That's right. Yeah. So, which is invoking the, the name of God. The name of God. Right. Yeah. That's right. So, uh, where do you got it on start? Um, you want to start with glory clouds and fire tunnels? Well, let, let, let me. I, I want to read. I'm going to read from Ephesians four really quickly, because I think it's I think it's important for us to. Uh, I think it's important for everyone to to understand what a spiritual gift is yep. and what the spiritual gifts are used for. And Paul makes it very clear. Starting in uh, verse 9. In saying he ascended... Uh, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above the heavens that he might fill all things. Verse 11. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry. To equip the saints for the work of ministry. For the building up of the body. Until we attain to the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, okay? So it is, there's a maturity that happens because of the gifts that we are given, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. The role of the Holy Spirit and Jesus giving gifts to the body is to mature that body, is to grow that body up into a mature person. Multiple members, different gifts, all contributing, building that body up to maturity in Christ. That's right. That's that's what we're talking about when we're talking about spiritual gifts. They are selfless. Mm-hmm. They are meant for other people. They are meant to serve the body. They are not meant for selfish purposes, for individualistic re- reasons. Or manipulation. Or manipulation. That's not what spiritual gifts are for. Spiritual gifts clearly here are defined as gifts for the body to mature that body. So now if we want to talk about glory clouds and let's just we can funnel that through what I just read and we can find out whether find out whether rolling on the floor barking like a dog is maturing uh, maturing that body. Amen and right on brother. Well, let's let's talk about glory clouds. Uh, this is a, a common practice uh, that you can find at Bethel Church in Redding, California. And other places, um, and other places, um, but but it's it's it's, it's as far as uh, uh, 
what, let, let, let's explain what happens, first of all, uh, for those of you who may not have seen it. Um, and uh, so during a time of uh, quote-unquote worship, um, what ends up happening is uh, that gold glitter uh, starts um, seemingly just appearing from nowhere um, and, and, and falls in the room, and people uh, just straight up lose their minds when it happens and start screaming and shouting and um, holding this glitter in the palm of their hands, and, uh, and, and they call it the, the glory of God. Um, been it, that that it has been manifest in a cloud of gold dust. Um, and let, let's let's talk about what what leads up to that. What leads up to that is um, music, certain types of music that are uh, designed to manipulate uh, the emotions manipulate emotions where uh, probably phrases will be repeated often uh, maybe in invoking the name of the spirit to to come and cover cover them to uh, again we're they're invoking the name of God to 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 do this um, and uh, and at that point people are emotionally worked into uh, kind of this frenzy where they where they can be manipulated uh, to do and to say things uh, that maybe are not uh, in line with what the Bible says and uh, and then that's where that's at that point in time that's when um, uh, gold dust will begin to appear and uh, and and it just feeds into the emotion, uh, the emotional uh, uh, s- sense that is going on in the room. And 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 by the way, the the text that Chris read at the beginning, there's a common theme in all of them, and it's the truth. Yeah, it is is the truth of doctrine. Mm-hmm. It's the truth of the Bible, and. You can go back and listen to where theology matters in that episode, but theology matters everywhere, especially in Christian worship. Yes. That's why the songs are to be theologically sound. Because, I mean, in Romans 12, Paul starts off that chapter by saying we are to be transformed by the renewal of our minds. When we get worship music that plays on the emotions causes people to really essentially leave their mind mm-hmm. and, and you start thinking essentially through your emotions. You mm-hmm. just, it's reactionary. Mm-hmm. They're actually um, told to take their minds out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- exactly. And I mean, and Vodi has spoken against that wonderfully. Uh, Jesus spoke against yeah, that scr- too. Scriptures, yeah. Yeah. Jesus said, you worship the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. mind. You can't worship right. without using your mind. Yeah. Everything flows through the mind. And if we're coming to worship, we are to worship through our mind. That's right. That's right. So um, a, glor- a glory cloud is, is not something that's a regular uh, what in, in average churches. Drew, I would like to ask you, uh, coming out of a coming out of a charismatic church, um, 
what about, this is a little bit, I think most Christians out there would say if glitter started falling from the ceiling, they would probably start, the red flag would probably go off. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, not, maybe not so with something like speaking in tongues. Right. So, so let, me, let me ask you, having come out of, uh, out of a vineyard church uh, where that is common practice, uh, what is it? What what does the charismatic movement say that it is? The glory cloud? No, or the sp- tongues? Yeah, I'm speaking in tongues. What what does what does the Bible s- say that speaking in tongues are? Because I think the charismatic movement and the Bible and what speaking in tongues are are, are not are are not yeah. the same thing. Right. So I, I just would like to hear yeah. from hear from you since so, you came out of that. So, s- biblically speaking. Tongues were actual languages. In the charismatic movement, tongues are really just gibberish pronunciations of baby talk. Mm. And one of the most distracting things that can happen, especially when you're in a time of worship through song, is for someone to blurt out in gibberish uh, nonsense. Mm. Um, I know I can't tell you how many times I stood on stage trying to play guitar while someone just blurted out nonsense. Mm. Um, so, but people think that that is a some kind of spiritual language where th- they're having this direct connection prayer to God. Mm. Th- that's really more holy than just using your regular words. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people have said, well, it's, it's the, the, the tongues of angels. Mm. Um, well, the only problem with that is Satan is a fallen angel mm-hmm. because they'll say, you know, Satan can't understand what you're saying if you're speaking in, in, in the tongues of angels. Well, yeah, he can because he's a fallen angel. Mm. No one knows the language of angels better than Satan. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In that movement, it is a, it's looked at as a good thing. Mm. Now, where I went, there's an understanding that not everyone speaks in tongues. Right. But there are places where you are not saved unless you manifest the gift of speaking in tongues, right. which is in contradiction to Paul in 1 Corinthians, mm-hmm. where he says not everyone speaks in tongues. Right. So, well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> the passage that I read in Ephesians 4, how, how would, how would uh, potentially a, someone in that movement, how would they answer to the question that I would have, which is, how is this maturing the body to mature manhood in Christ? How is that gift working to do that? Well, they would say that you need to seek to do that. Mm-hmm. You need to be seeking out that gift. Because when you seek that, it's going to drive you to Scripture, and it's going to manifest itself when you start seeking after gifts. Because remember, Paul said you should eagerly desire the gifts. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you got to go uh, in prayer. You got to go to the Scriptures, and, and then it will grow you, and eventually it may manifest itself mm-hmm. if you know that gift is bestowed upon you. Okay, and that's a sign of maturity and in coming into that. Okay, how does that benefit? other believers if no one around you understands what the heck you're saying yeah it, it doesn't because one of the hang-ups i had and 
really it came through the way of words of knowledge mm-hmm. is one of the things that kind of I started disassociating with is because I would see all these people doing all the, these things and I would ask, well, why am I not doing that? Mm. Am I not as holy as they are? Mm. What's what's wrong with me in my walk? Mm-hmm. Where, where do I need to change? Am I not repentant mm-hmm. enough? Am mm-hmm. I not reading my scripture enough? Am mm-hmm. I not praying enough? Um, what's the problem with me? Mm. Mm. Wow, and that and that seems that seems very connected to kind of like the word of faith movement too. Mm-hmm. It's like if you just ha- you just got to have enough faith, and you'll be given these gifts. You you got to desire the gifts enough, and, right. and, and well, ultimately, isn't that uh, isn't that us trying to manipulate God in some way to give us a certain gift? Well, and that's yeah. what I was going to say is. Paul also tells us in 1 Corinthians 12 to be content in the individual gifts that we've been given. Yeah. So if you haven't been given that gift to tell someone to, to, to misinterpret using an improper hermeneutic uh, to telling people that they should desire uh, and, and seek after those gifts is, is, is saying that you're not content with the gifts that the Lord has already given you. That's right. Yeah. So that, that goes against Paul's teaching elsewhere, um, which contradicts itself, which, which again, ma- makes that makes that command that, uh, that that a person is giving you to go and earnestly desire, desire that gift. It goes against Scripture. Now, and one then, thing, w- so because of where I went, there was an understanding that not everyone had, say, the gift of tongues. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I did feel a little more at ease knowing, well, thinking, well, that's just not my gift. Um, but another part, once I started digging into Scripture, another part that kind of jumped out at me that I wasn't seeing happening was the interpretation of tongues. Mm. Because Paul says that if you speak in tongues in front of a congregation, and this was going on in front of a congregation, one guy would always, when, you know, when the spirit, you know, quote-unquote spirit was moving really thick in the room, um, would stand up and he would blurt out gibberish. And uh, one thing I always noticed was, there was no interpretation mm. of what he was saying, which mm. is in direct violation to Scripture. Mm. And, and, and it can't edify the body That's if, right. if, That's if, right. if That's no right. one knows what you're saying. Right. And let's, 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 I want to make a practical point here that, I, that, 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 that both of you have hit on, it, which is, and, and Chris brought it up, listen, <clears throat> if you are in Christ, if you are a follower of the Lord Jesus, he has given you gifts. That's right. Yes. He, you have gifts to build up the body. That's and 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 here's the thing. Be content with those gifts. That's right. Not hey, listen. Paul Paul tells us, "Hey man, not many of you should be teachers." Right? Hey, not everybody is going to be in the pulpit. Not everybody is going to be a youth pastor. Not everybody is going to be a, you know, the director of the women's ministry. Not everybody is going to be all of these things. But you but but it is clear in scripture that you have gifts that can build up the body. And so I like Chris's point. I appreciate it very greatly, and I think that's practical for all people who are part of a local body and part of a, the body universal is Jesus has given you gifts, spiritual gifts, that the Spirit empowers you to do, and it may, only, it may be, hey, it may be uh, holding a baby on Sunday morning. And that's an important gift. Yes, Absolutely. because those people, 
because not everybody can do that. And yeah, and and those and the parents of that child are receiving the preached word so that they can disciple that child as that as that child grows. That's an important gift. You are you are helping you are part of the discipleship process. You are part of the discipleship process. So uh, I think that's a great. I think that's a point that we need to make, and 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 Chris made it, and it's uh, it's a good point that that I think is practical for for all of us uh, who are who are Christians and part of part of a local body. But the Lord affirming us. If you guys heard that thunder right now, goodness gracious! And He spoke to them out of thunder yeah. in the sky. I mean, and and I mean, going back to that passage in Corinthians, I mean, the the Corinthian church they were motivated by pride and selfish ambition. And that really, in the proper hermeneutic there, that is that whole section, if you read that correctly, is Paul kind of rebuking them for that and reminding them to be content in, yeah. the, in the gifts that the Lord yep. has given them. Yep. So, anyway. Yep. Moving on, mm. let's talk about uh, healings. Because mm. that's, a, that's a huge thing in churches now, people getting healed. Yep. Um, so now, I want to preface this by saying while I was uh, in the charismatic movement, or I'll just say, man, that thunder is loud. Um, While I was at the Vineyard Church, I was a part of some some times of prayer where people got healed, you know, where one of my friends had an issue with his back, and I remember putting my hand on his back, praying for him, and you could feel the muscles moving in his back. You, I mean, I, at one point, I looked down, and you could just see the movement underneath his shirt of the muscles, just, and it freaked me out. Uh, but I was just like, that's kind of amazing. But, uh, I mean, he ended up with his, his back heel no more, because he, he worked night shift at UPS loading trucks. So he was lifting a lot of heavy boxes and working for FedEx. Mm-hmm. I know what that's like, mm-hmm. uh, that back pain. So, but his, his back was healed. But, and did but it stay healed? That I don't know, because I didn't hear much from him after that. But, but it was immediate. It, it, yes, it was immediate in that time when we were praying. Okay. Yes. All right, go ahead. Sorry, we'll, well get there. And, 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 I, and I, I, I want, let's, let's say this. Drew, A.G., we would not say that he has the gift of healing. Correct. Right. That's making it about him and something that he did rather than, rather than what God did. Okay? Because, listen, the truth of the matter is, is every person that's hearing this that's ever lived has gotten a cold or the flu or a you know stomach bug or whatever it is and eventually you were healed of it mm-hmm. and by and God did that God did that by his grace God did that by his grace Amen. he healed you he healed he healed you know me a few weeks ago when I was you know when I was sick okay so and, and, and let me say this that those who have that 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 come with diseases and, and things of that nature that have to go to hospitals, it is by God's grace that we have doctors that That's are right. as knowledgeable That's as right. they are right. in order to, to, to bring about healing that way. It's still about God. Yes, absolutely. It, it's, it's all about God. And, and, and uh, in, in, in the extreme 
realms of the charismatic movement, um, people want to claim that they have the gift of healing, that they that they are that they are a healer. And what that does is that usurps the power of God and puts it on that particular person, and that's where the problem lies. The problem doesn't lie if somebody gets healed. Praise God for that. The problem lies is if someone, uh, if someone is claiming that they have the ability to do it uh, rather than putting the emphasis on, hey, it might not happen I don't, I don't know if it's going to heal, right? I don't know if you're going to be healed. Rather than saying that you can heal and then going to whatever links you can to deceive or make it seem or appear as though you have healed that person, uh, because God is not going to heal everybody. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it was. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, who it was. Well, and 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 ultimately. Um and Drew and I, we, we were talking about this a, a little bit ago. Um, we, we do see miraculous healing through the Spirit's power, um, and, and that happens at regeneration and salvation. Mm-hmm. That that is um, uh, th- that that's where that happens. Um, now, the in the extreme charismatic movement, and Nick brings up the, a, a great point. It's always to draw attention to the person instead of giving all the glory uh, to the Lord. But but something we have to remember is the is this is um, uh, and, and and these guys said it wonderfully. Whenever any, any of us get sick, the fact that that we are healed, uh, that we recover from that sickness, is a miracle. Um, it really is a work of God. It is by the grace of God and His sovereignty and His control. Um, but you know the the type of healings that you see in Scripture uh, with quadriplegics, you know, paralytics, amputees, people that have these huge physical handicaps. Um, whenever that healing did happen, there were a few things that you had to notice. Number one, it was immediate. Number two, it was permanent. Um, and it was always to draw and point towards the authority uh, and the glory of the Lord. Um, who is who is God? That's right. That's right. When it, that's yeah, right. It, it was not. He was not just a man, empowered right. by the Spirit. Amen. Jesus was God, and He healed to reveal that He has the authority over sickness, over demons, over death and life. He has authority over all of those things because he's God. That's right. Say, say, say again, why did Jesus heal? Jesus healed to reveal the fact that he has authority over the spiritual realm, that he has authority over life and death, that he has authority over sickness and disease, all of the that he has authority over nature, because he created all of it. He, he he's sovereign over all. He is God. Now there is, there just came out, uh, and, and there's a whole series of videos by this guy. His name's Darren Wilson. He did Finger of God. He did the Holy Holy Ghost movie. He he came out with another movie called Finger of God too. In this movie, there's a guy. I believe I believe it's Daniel Colinda where he says Jesus did not heal to show that he was God. He healed to show that we could heal. Yeah. Well, uh, that that those that gift c- uh, ceased 
with Jesus giving authority to the apostles to further the gospel. They healed with the authority that Christ gave to them. And we see them towards the towards like the latter part of, of Acts mm-hmm. not healing people That's anymore. right. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. right. Who did Paul leave when he was sick? Uh, uh, Trophimus. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and what did Paul tell Timothy to do? Drink wine mm-hmm. for his stomach. So mm-hmm. if those miraculous, and, and, and again, the miraculous capital A apostolic gifts didn't cease, why, why tell people that? Right. Why not cut and off now part that, of and, your and, robe and send it and, to and them with a letter? Let's, let, let, let's unpack this a little bit more um, before we move on, because one of the, one of the critiques that, that, um, that I, I've gotten recently is, well, man, who are you to put? You're saying that God can't do that? You're saying that, that, that God, you're putting God in a box by saying he can't do that? God puts his, himself in a box by, by his own By closing word. the canon by, by of scripture. Canon. scripture. Amen. Well, and 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 I know we I know we weren't getting getting into this, but we're 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 here. So, um, <clears throat> so when we talk about uh, continuationism and cessationism, we 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 have to define terms carefully uh, because um, it's we we just have we have to we have to define terms carefully, okay? Because um, no one. A cessationist, even the strongest cessationist, guys like Calvin and, and, and guys great, you know, they would tell you that there God can do whatever he wants. That's right. God God can do whatever he wants. If 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 I if I were to pray over someone who was sick and they got healed, that's awesome. Praise God for that. That's not normative. Uh, if someone uh, is preaching the gospel in a different country, and that person who he's preaching to hears the gospel in their own language, praise God. Amen. He did yes. that, That's and right. he can do that. That's right. But it's not normative. It's the the those gifts were given to the to the apostles for the spread of the gospel in the early church. That's right. And that's it. And do those things exist? God can do whatever he wants. Well, but those things right. are not normative. And the, I'll say this too. I'll say this too. With those uh with those gifts because there are a lot in the the extreme charismatic movement, um you know, uh Charles Charles Fox Parham um and then of course Peter Wagner have also have also said that these that these gifts have started up again, mm-hmm. um, and, and and I you know I'll, I'll say this and in, in echoing uh, a couple of uh, theologians from our day that are still uh, that are still doing amazing work for the Lord. Why, if if God is a God uh, who is infinitely holy and perfect, and when you read in Scripture, He commands us to be holy as He is holy. He desires us to be sanctified, um, and He gives us the ability to do so. He tells us to put to death greed, sexual immorality, things of the flesh, and to set our minds on the things of heaven. So there's a command there that sanctification must take place, that holy living must take place. So my question in echoing uh, guys that I've been studying uh, who have been faithful in, in, in ministry, um, are they perfect? Absolutely not. Do I agree with everything they say? Absolutely not. And um, 
But the question is this, if the Lord were going to start up those gifts again to establish a new apostolic reformation to take a, a, a title of, of, of a current movement going on, why on earth would he give it to people who are charlatans, liars, sexually immoral, lovers of money, and blasphemers? Now he let's, wouldn't. Let, let's take that point and let's go to someone specific. Todd Bentley. Todd Bentley is a well-known charlatan. He is a friend of Bill Johnson because Bill Johnson defended him when Todd Bentley was removed from from ministry. Todd White is a friend of Todd Bentley, recently done speaking engagements with him. Todd Bentley, the, what was the revival? Lakeland, mm-hmm. Lakeland, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a, a quote-unquote revival in Lakeland, Florida, by the way, a revival is not a, just a thing that you just, like, put on. Yeah, That's amen. Right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, research the Great Awakening. That was a revival. There you go. But Todd Bentley, this revival, he was the, the main preacher, the main speaker. All, all these men who are, quote, unquote, uh, apostles today, Bill Johnson being one of them who went down there, uh, anointed Todd Bentley as a as an apostle at the time of this revival well, that's Todd, Todd Bentley was cheating on his wife with his secretary assistant something like that who who now he is married to and and, and has kids with so the quote you just read or or not read but the I statement the yeah. statement you just made yeah. that i mean why would god give that kind of power for a ministry to someone who is actively cheating on his wife at the time of a so-called revival who is being anointed as an apostle, a current-day apostle. He wouldn't. Right. <clears throat> well, and one, one thing to say, just real quick, what we're not saying here, okay, and what we're not um, wanting to, to, to have come across here is that we're judging believers' sin and trying to say that, that someone should be sinless, um, you know, or, or you know, anything. I just, I just want to put that out there because I can almost hear it now. But we, we, but we are called to call Correct. brothers Correct. Who, or so-called brothers, people if that you claim profess, that they are a brother, we are to call absolutely. them to repent of their absolutely. sin. Absolutely, and we, and we are. I, I'm just putting it out there in no way, shape, or form are we saying don't, don't seek after these people's teaching because they're sinners. Right. I, okay, right. we are all sinners, right. um, made, made righteous by the by the imputed righteousness of Christ and that's being right. sanctified by Him. Just to put that out there. Right. But Nick, to Nick's point, that's right. We are all. We, if if someone professes to be a brother in Christ, um, then yeah, there needs to be especially if especially if they have if they are. If they ha- if millions of people are under their sway, right? If millions of people are under their teaching or under their leadership, then they are to be called to account by other believers. And and, and let's just, let's there is no there are there is no office of prophet left. That's correct. There there are no there are no prophets. There, okay, let, we just got to. There is no one who is receiving new revelation from God. And let's just flesh out a little bit where that goes when you play that out. 
you now have a person that's been anointed as a prophet who is has millions of people under their teaching and now that now that person that w- they have authority that they have no business having what if what if that person said he, we already have established that this guy Todd Bentley has uh, is is lacks moral discipline to say the least uh, he's unfaithful to his wife he's married to uh, the woman that he cheated on his wife with well what if he says well God told me that I'm supposed to leave that woman and go find myself a new wife. Or what if he goes to a person in the congregation that he leads and he sa- he just goes to a woman and he says, hey, God told me that I need to impregnate you. Now, someone told me that one time. It was we were meeting to do a men's study, and me and this guy were just off to the side talking, and he was telling me about his marriage and things like that. And he straight up told me and one other guy, God told me to leave my wife. So he left his wife. No, he didn't. And now he's married to another woman. Me and my wife fight a lot. Or we bicker, you know. But that's one, we're newlyweds. We're still getting used to living with each other. Um, But I know for a fact that because of the commitment that I made and the covenant I made before God and others through marriage vows, God would never tell me to leave my wife and break that covenant. We've read Ephesians 5 multiple times on this podcast. What if Jesus decided to leave you? What if Jesus committed, what if Jesus broke his covenant with us? Yep. And so, yeah. So, so I go, I go back to, I go back to my, my, my statement is if the Lord, which, uh, you know, again, we're not putting God in a box, but God's not going to contradict his word. No. We have the very mind of God in scripture. That's right. Uh, it's infallible. Too. It is inerrant. Um, and, and he's just, he's not going to do it. Um, and so, uh, just the fact that guys like that are being anointed and hands laid on and said that he's a capital A apostle, mm-hmm. well, brother, you don't even meet the qualifications of an elder. So right. no, mm-hmm. I, I don't, you I might don't not even so. meet the, you might not even meet the, uh, qualifications to be a member in a church. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, th- th- I mean, that go would, if a regular church member did that, that's serious church you, discipline. That's right. right. That's right. Well, okay. So continue to talk about healings and, and. What about Todd White? Well, well, well let's, sorry, let's, let's 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 talk about that apostleship one more time here because that's the reason why uh, there are pastors in this country that are worth seventy million dollars. Mm. Yep, yep. That's the reason why there are pastors in this country that have two airplanes, private jets, for the sake of ministry. It's because. They have been deemed that they are apostles. Whoever told them, whoever ordained them as this, I don't know, but they're manipulating people for gain. Chris read it at the beginning. He read it at the beginning of the podcast. They manipulate people for their own selfish gain. And and, and I want to say this. A prophet, a small p prophet, the gift still exists. That's right. 
Okay. The Office of Prophet, capital P, does not exist. Drop the hammer, brother. But in, in, in this age, small p, the gift of prophet, does exist. And and what they do is they open the Bible Boom. and they preach the word. They proclaim from the Bible faithfully, thus says the Lord. And it you can't be a prophet unless you have your Bible open and reading from it. Well let's let let, let let's talk about to you, and this is I think I mean uh, the qualifications for capital A apostleship. Number one an apostle had to be a physical eyewitness of the resurrected Christ. Number two... Todd Bentley must be real old then. Oof. Number two, an apostle had to be personally appointed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And three, an apostle had to be able to authenticate his apostolic appointment with miraculous signs, which, of course, they say they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if any one of those <laughs> isn't met... Um, not with, not not excluding the fact that in Scripture that office has ended. You mean I can't go online and fill out an application to be or an apostle? Or pay six hundred seventy-five dollars sure, sure, to sure the New probably. Apostolic Reformation and they'll label you an apostle? No. I'm sure. I'm sure you probably can. <laughs> Sorry, it has zero percent authority. Um, Sorry, buddy. It doesn't work like ordination. You, know, you can't get ordained online, but. Well, it, so it's it's about the Bible. I mean, Amen. the author our authority comes from the Scriptures. That's right, and. And no, there is no authority for us from God outside of the Scriptures, okay? Uh, are there good resources outside of the Scriptures? Of course there are. Absolutely. There are phenomenal resources. We encourage you to utilize those resources, commentaries. We Absolutely. But our final authority is going to be the Word of God. And... If somebody comes to you or any of us and says, hey, I have a word from God, they better have their Bible open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to, otherwise I, I'm, they're going to say something that... And, and I had this conversation with somebody today, and, and, and I just... I personally, I receive no encouragement, very little encouragement from someone who comes up to me and says, I have a word for you. I don't. I don't receive where I see where I receive encouragement is if somebody comes up to me and says, "Hey, man, I know what you're going through. Let's open up the Bibles together and let's read God's Word together." Yeah. That's what fills my heart. Yeah. That's where I receive encouragement personally. I mean, that's just that's just a personal anecdote for me. I don't. I I appreciate someone coming up to me and encouraging me. I really do. But like. If you have a word of God from God for me, that if it's not coming from the Bible, that's not really helping me very much. That's not really making me feel better. And maybe it's not that's not that's not that's not encouraging me. My encouragement comes from hearing what God says from his word. That's right. What were you saying about uh healings moving to Todd White? Yeah. Todd White, man. Yeah, I do. He makes people's legs grow. There is a strange epidemic of people with one leg shorter than the other. I'm just going to say that. Well, uh, you know, look, I go to a chiropractor. Nick, you go to a chiropractor. Drew, do you go to a chiropractor? Nah. I mean, one of the things they check is your alignment. One Look, con- scientifically, 
my left hand is not going to be the same as my right. My left eye is not going to be the same shape as my right. Um, so, and, and, and from an alignment standpoint in your skeleton, if you have anything off there from a chiropractic standpoint, one leg is going to be shorter or longer than the other, but specifically, man, Todd, 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 Todd White's about finding those people, isn't he? Oh yeah. Yeah. And And he, 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 he's really about, uh, that, uh, that parlor trick too, uh, you know, tilting the foot and sliding the shoe off. There's. All of these these tricks are actually uh, you can I think it, it might even be on YouTube, but it's if you it is yeah okay it is if you YouTube uh, miracles for sale I think that's the name of it. There's a guy that goes through all of these tricks that these people do as far as growing legs out and and, and things like that, or even uh, words of knowledge giving starting with cold readings. And with very vague generalities and then moving towards warm readings as you get bring out more information about people. Uh, well, the, and, and the thing about the, the thing about Todd White and if and, and, and if anybody has not watched um, American Gospel, Christ Alone, um, we would encourage you to do so. Um, it's a very, very well done. And uh, and it just uh, it just walks through the 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 gospel. Um, as a whole, from start to finish, and and then does tackle some serious issues in the evangelical church today. And one of the things that they do talk about is 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 this guy we're talking about. And um, but every time he does these healings, he just looks at him and says, "Man, God loves you, and God loves you." And I don't, I'm I'm not here to tell you that you're bad. I'm not here to, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to, you know, do anything except tell you that God loves you, bro. And and he looks at one Marine and then says, simplify to the Marine and gives him a hug and, but never shares the gospel with him. Um, never gives him the good news, um, any of it. Um, and, and so again, you know, here, here's an, an extreme, a person who's an extreme, who's, um, supposedly has these gifts and is able to do this. But just like Nick pointed out, how is that in Ephesians four, how is that building up, edifying the body to grow up to mature manhood, uh, or even give somebody the gospel? And that's and again, it's it's just pointing to pointing to him. So. Let, let, that person who has one leg that's shorter than the other one, that is not their greatest need. That's not their greatest need. That's right. Nope. Having their legs be equal length, that's not their greatest need. Their greatest need is they're dying and they're going to go to hell. That's right. The greatest healing anyone will ever receive is salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. Their their greatest, God, God loves you. God loves you. You're telling them God loves you. God loves you. They're going to go to hell if you don't tell them about Jesus. Right. They're going to go to hell thinking you're a very good person for saying that God loves them. That's right. That's right. And they're going to, and they're going to go to hell with their legs the same length. Great. Yeah. Well, that's that's no. It can't be that. And and, and he taught, Todd White's an expert also at telling people that God is not sovereign and in control of everything right. and uh, that everyone is inherently good. Well, well, he he had he's that's he hasn't read the Bible, 
No. He but he does Psalm wear four, it at Psalm 14. He does wear it as a hat sometimes. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that picture. Seen that picture. <laughs> He's got it on. And the only thing I thought well, of, it, it didn't get in there. <laughs> uh, whatever yeah. he was trying to do, it didn't. Oh, it did man. not m- metamorphosize <laughs> into his when brain. You said I don't that, even know. If I got that's the, the right picture word. in my head of of that picture, and that makes Here's me something you can also wear it as a hat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so so moving on, we've we've talked about tongues, we've talked about healings. What about the raising of the dead, mm-hmm. which also is the greatest raising that will ever happen, is in salvation, bringing the spiritually dead to spiritual life. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about these physical claims of people being raised from the dead. Oh. Um, First of all, it's never been verified. Never been verified. That's true. Mm-hmm. Ever. Now, you say that. Going, the- going back to, to Todd Bentley. Okay, he did a uh, some kind of a tour, whatever, uh, last summer or two summers ago. In he was in Texas. He is uh, he, he's reading from some little thing that he got. Not the Bible. Not the Bible. That's <laughs> right. But what it is is it's an account of something that took place. It was from supposedly a woman, who her son had arrived at a hospital DOA, dead on arrival. They remembered that Todd Bentley was in town doing one of his revival deals. So they brought out the live stream on someone's phone, gathered around him, and he came back to life. He said he was going to verify this. Never did. Uh... There is, a, there is a discernment ministry called uh, Fighting for the Faith, Pirate Christian Radio, Chris Roseboro. When he got this account, he called every hospital in that area because uh, Todd Bentley gave a specific, a, a specific name, a specific title. So he called everyone, every hospital with that title. Not one of them had ever heard of anything like this. And the problem with this is this would be big news because if you arrive at a hospital dead on arrival, you've got to produce, you've got to draft up death certificates. Doctors have to verify and sign. If you come back to life, well, now all that's got to be undone. Reports have got to be made. You've got to cancel death certificates. Uh, Well, these, these, these men that we're speaking of, they believe that they have the same ability that Jesus does, right? Would we say that too? I mean, isn't it that Jesus said that greater things than these you will do? Listen, that's what I get. Told. Well, well, let's let's just say this: Jesus didn't even need to be in the same city to heal someone. That's right. He was in a different city, and he said. Uh, your was it the servant? Yes. Was it the centurion servant? Yep. They're well. That's all he had to say. They're they're good. He wasn't even in the same city. He didn't even have to go there. So if so, my question is, they realized that Todd Bentley was in was there. Well, if Todd Bentley, if if he's got the same ability by the power of the Spirit that Jesus did, why does he need to be there? Why didn't they just say, "Hey, why don't we just get why don't, why don't we just get somebody who's 
don't we just get some Todd Bentley on the phone, and that way he can just say something, just say, hey, they're, they're well, and they'll and be fine. Why don't, they, why don't he just call them forth? Well, and, and let's, let, let, let's, let's also talk about this under the category of healing as well, because I think a, a ri- resurrecting someone from the dead, uh, we could put it under the same category. My question is this, one of the many. I shouldn't say question, questions. Why, if people have this gift uh, of healing and these, these apostolic, you know, we, in, in the Bible we see when, when people were just in the apostles' shadows, they were healed, right? Why aren't these people night and day for saving as lives physically as long as their physical bodies will allow them under the holy spirit's power if it's truly a spirit inspired gift scripture says that he will give us the strength to complete that gift why are they not in hospitals why are they not going to children's health care of atlanta and healing these sweet little babies of cancer to which i say this they're liars and then they have the audacity to tell people that if you're not healed, it's because you don't have enough faith. Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. healed people in Scripture that had no faith at all. Right. Mm-hmm. So wh- why are they not doing that? Yeah, yeah, that goes uh, that goes back to the uh, <laughs> that goes back to the uh, the reformed thug life video uh, where. Uh, where uh, I can't remember whose wife it is. She's talking about how uh, how sh- how they have the ability to control the weather. Kenneth Copeland. Yeah, yeah. That, Gloria Copeland. Yeah, yep. yeah. She's yep. talking about how they were in an airplane, but they don't fly in bad bad weather. Bad weather. That's right. She said they that. They yeah. Don't, yeah. So there was, a, and and they just can control the weather. And uh, the point that the person was making, uh, who did the video. They said that they asked a good question and made a good point. These are the worst murderers in the history of That's the right. world. Right. If you have the ability to control tornadoes, why didn't you stop then you're them? then you're allowing millions of people to die every year because of natural disasters. You you're sitting by and watching millions of people die. That's blood on your hands. Yeah. If you have the ability to control hurricanes, hurricanes and, and tornadoes and, and, and tsunamis and all of this. If you have the ability to control that, then you need then you're not doing you're not doing a good job. You're 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 letting people, innocent people die. That's right. Now, and then not to mention the fact that they that they re- will require money for it as well. That's right. You know, um, yeah, you gotta pay, you gotta pay for your healing. Yeah, that's and right. You gotta pay and for then to get you the a twenty five dollar towel that's been blessed by uh, uh, Benny Hinn. Oh, your boy yeah. Hinn, Benny, yeah. or or some of that that oil that comes from that Bible that just miraculously refills every I night. About that. <laughs> but anyway, you know, talking about these these healings and ministries, one thing that is even more concerning over what we've just talked about is that there are currently lawsuits pending upon specific ministries because 
people have fallen off ledges or down rocks or uh, just things that have happened. And instead of calling 911 for help to come, they gather around them in prayer thinking that God's going to raise them and miraculously heal them right there. Which is good to pray for them, but for crying out loud. Call 911. You know, because if that person dies, then that's on you. That's that that's negligence. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, you know, and, and, and people all the time go back to uh, that, that passage of Scripture, you'll be able to do greater things. Uh, when the Holy Spirit's upon you. Look, New Testament healings were, and I said it at the beginning, they were completely successful. They were immediate. They were undeniable. um, And and they authenticated uh, who Christ was and the authority that the apostles had before we had the New Testament. Well, let's talk about that passage that where Christ says, greater things than these you will do. He's not talking about his miraculous works. He's talking about the spreading of the gospel. Because his ministry was confined into one area. After his resurrection and ascension, when he sent the apostles out, the gospel spread to Asia Minor. It spread to to Europe. I mean, it spread all over. Which is the whole purpose mm-hmm. that Jesus gave them those gifts. Yep. The true message. <laughs> That's the whole reason. To establish to his est- church. To establish the church and to preach the gospel mm-hmm. and to and for people to know that the apostles had been given a certain level of authority. That's right. Now there is a passage of scripture that people will run to. Um, I listened to Reinhard Bonnke talk about this. Which there's a name. I, I mean, I don't. Have y'all ever heard of I, Reinhard I've, Bonnke? I've, no. I've never heard of that person. <laughs> okay, so it is a person, right? Yeah. So he is. <laughs> He actually came to Atlanta, golly, year 20, 2015, sorry, I missed. Sorry, I missed the old bonkster there. Yeah, but no, he, it, was, it was one of his crusades. Oh. And, and I, believe, I believe he is the one that when you hear John Piper talking about prosperity gospel being exported to Africa and stuff, I believe he's one that he's talking about because his main ministry took place in Africa. Um, where he says, quote-unquote, you know, millions of conversions and things like that. Uh, but here in Atlanta, when he did his crusade, you know, Todd White was there. He was a catcher of people who would come up and get blessed and pe- be slain in the spirit. Uh, Todd White was on stage doing that. Jesus Culture opened uh, in for song. But Reinhard Bonnke talked about this, this passage of Scripture and it's the it, it's in Mark 16, where it talks about uh, verse 15, and he said he being Christ, and he said to them, "Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe." In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up serpents uh, with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. So he's using this as a proof text for why you should desire healings. But one thing people don't point out 
Well, there's a couple things. One, this is the long grinding of Mark, so it's a textual variant anyway. That's right. Uh, so you need to, people need to be aware <coughs> of that. Secondly, the very first part, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. A lot of these ministries do not have the gospel attached to their signs and wonders. Mm. And the crazy thing is, is that even uh, pagans do signs and wonders. Mm. Even Pharaoh had magicians that could Satan. do. Yeah. Satan can do signs and wonders. And does. And he does. He comes as an angel of light, deceiving uh, or, uh, or trying to de- deceive the elect. But, I mean, even, even Pharaoh, his magicians, did some of the things that, 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 that God did through Moses. The best lies are those that contain a small kernel of truth. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. If I have a, a, a full bottle of water... That water, if I just put one drop of poison, it'll kill, you. it'll kill me. Even though the rest of the bottle is 99.9% uh, pure, that 0.01% will kill me. So, Jesus, this is not a command. Uh, I mean, the, the the command is go, go into in, all the yeah, world and proclaim, proclaim, the the gospel. proclaim the gospel. That's the command. That's the command. But there is no command to heal people or to or to play with snakes. That's right. Uh, which some some people do that too. Uh, some churches do that too, and um, which in America has, for the most part, has been outlawed because people have died by getting snake bites. That's right. Uh, so, Uh-oh. but it says they will pick up serpents with their hands and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Oh, I thought, I thought it wouldn't hurt them if they picked up snakes. Interesting. Hmm. Well. Ultimately, I think these signs or whatever, uh, these signs in my name will cast out demons, speak in new tongues. Okay. Um, these are all still to point to God and not to... Uh, they lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. It doesn't, it doesn't say all the time. It doesn't say every time. It doesn't say uh, they will every, every single time uh, that they uh, that, that someone is sick. If they lay their hands on them, they will recover. Okay, so I think to I think to just take that text and uh, who's he talking to? He's talking to the, the apostles, the right? Apostles. He, he's talking to the apostles. Um, this is not a public teaching. This is not. Um, this is what their ministry is is going to be. Mm. I mean, he's he's giving them their ministry. Mm. Um, so, uh, and you do have to. I mean, you do have to look into the textual variants. Some of the earliest manuscripts don't include mm. uh, verses nine through twenty, um, and so 
Uh, you have to, I mean, you have to do your due diligence on that as well. Um, a lot of people quote the, 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 the adulterous woman, you know, yeah. cast, you know, don't cast, a, if you were without sin, cast the first stone. Well, 15th century. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that's a, that's a, that's not in the earliest manuscripts yeah. or not, not, not just the earliest, but the earliest and most reliable Mo- and most reliable. That's right. So D- it's D.A. Carson. No, no, it's Dan Wallace that says the, the woman caught in adultery, the Pricope adultery is his favorite story that's not in the Bible. It's <laughs> solid. So, you know, we, we may get people that go, well, okay, but you guys, why, why, are, you, why, why are you calling these people out? I mean, these, these people are just, they're just immature. They're, they're wacky. They're, they're, they're bumpy. <laughs> you know, um, to turn his name into a verb, but uh, but you know why? You know, what good does it do? Yeah, right. What good does it do to call them out? Well, it, it's warning the saints. Mm. You know, it, it it's saying you need to have uh, a level of discernment to recognize these things in the 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 conflict of scripture that scripture. The, what they may use as proof text for these things is, is just taken out of... It's a twisting of Scripture and applying it to something that if you actually look at the text that they're using, it, it's not meant to be applied to that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and, and, and I think for, for me, um, uh, you know, I, I, I read sections of Scripture um, like Matthew 7, in multiple places, but specifically uh, Matthew seven twenty one through twenty three uh, says, "Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will inherit the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven." On that day, many will say to me, "Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons and do many mighty works in your name?" And then I will declare to them, "I never knew you. Depart from me." you workers of lawlessness. And, and, and look, that's, you know, that, that, that's true across the board. That isn't just in the extremes of the charismatic movement. But the, but the dangerous thing here is if, I mean, let's say, I was telling Drew this earlier, let's say you get on, you got on Twitter and you said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add up the number of followers that R.C. Sproul has, that John MacArthur has, that John Piper has, uh, that Steve Lawson has, and give me somebody else. Who am I? Vody. Uh, Vody Bacham. If you were to add up their five followers, and then also get on there and add up the followers that Benny Hinn has, that Joel Todd Osteen. White has, that Joel Olstein has, that Bill Johnson has, that that um, that TD Jakes has, if you were to add up their five followers, their number is going to quadruple. What the other five will have, yeah, and so there's there there is so many more people caught up 
in this movement, in the extremes of this movement, and, and, and can I just say that, that there a lot of the times the gospel is not being proclaimed. Now look, in the, in the fringe and in the, in the, 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 the extreme charismatic movements that, that where the gospel is being proclaimed, then, then yes, there absolutely will be believers there, and the Lord will save people from mm-hmm. those movements. And out of, out of stuff like that, Drew is a perfect example of that. Cost, we've referenced Costi Hen a few times on this podcast as well. Now I want to say part of me coming out of that, and I'm, I met this man at G3, had no idea he was going to be there, and I got to, to thank him to his face and what and encourage him for what he did. His name's Tony Miano, and he did this research uh, on Bethel because I was engulfed in Bethel, man. I loved playing their music and, and, and everything like that. But he did this research, and I had to verify it because I was mad. Right. Right? Uh, I didn't want that to be true. Right. But once I verified it, I had to come to grips with the fact that I was wrong and that he was right, and I had to distance myself from that. Right, right. Well, and that's, I mean, look, that, that, that's, that, that, that's our whole point. I mean, this is, this is, this is an extremely, it, it's a hot-button issue, as Nick said at the beginning, and, um, uh, you know, fa- going back to what I said, I mean, faith comes by hearing, and um, places where the gospel is preached, then fantastic, uh, you know, but unfortunately there's a lot of areas where the gospel isn't being preached in these movements, and so it's, it's a it's a call to awareness. It's a call to, um, to to opening your eyes to diligently searching the scriptures, as we constantly say. Um, so, um, worship worship Jesus in spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there's a church between our our church and and and, and uh, my home that says, hey, come and have a worship experience. You know, our worship experiences are at 9, 11. Uh, worship is not an experience. Um, you, you will experience something, hopefully, if the gospel is proclaimed and if, uh, if the word is faithfully preached, you will experience something. Yeah. It would probably will be conviction of sin, and you will experience the Holy Spirit causing you to bring you to repentance of that sin, of those sins. But worship is not a an experience of uh, emotional uh, high. Okay, um, God gave us His Word so that we could know Him, and so that He we could worship Him according to that. Uh, that's what truth is. Truth is what God has spoken about himself. Mm. Uh, truth is what God has told us about how we worship him. That's what truth is. And um, and we need to... We need to worship him in spirit and truth. Yeah. We do... We, it's, it's not about our emotions. M- most of us probably on Sunday mornings, a lot of times we don't feel like coming to church sometimes we don't feel like if you go with your feelings you're you never i mean you're never going to do you're never going to do anything you're you're, you're going to change every single day you know maybe you won't even go to church some sundays no we need to know the truth yeah we need to worship god in truth 
right? We, we, don't, we don't need to hear from people. We need to hear from God and His Word. That's right. And we need to sing His Word, and we need Amen. to pray His Word. And that's how, that's how we're going to experience God. That's right. So let's touch on a couple more things uh, before we wrap up. One, I don't think we, we finished up with glory clouds. I think we went, like, we, we kind of left that and went somewhere Yeah, we kind of left it. But, uh, but glory clouds just, so before they actually came to Bethel, I believe they started in Orlando, Florida, under uh, Guillermo Maldonado. Yeah. And there were two ladies that actually left that church, and they actually came forward with the truth, and that because they were the two that were responsible for putting the glitter in the ventilation system in order to for people to experience this. Uh, God is not going to look what what did yeah, yeah. be mocked, amen. He that, will not first be, and he foremost, will not, he will not be he will mocked. not be mocked, absolutely, amen. And right, and that's on there. Mo- and that's mocking God, yeah. Lil Johnson's daughter said that she she pictures the Holy Spirit as like a purple, like genie, genie from a yeah, Latin. yep. So, you know, everywhere we read in scripture when it comes to the glory of God. Um, you can't handle it. No, you can't. <laughs> That's the Moses, bottom line: is you the, can't handle the glory exactly, of God. Period. Paragraph. End of discussion. And so to to say that God, number one, to say that God would manifest His glory in gold glitter is blasphemous. Number mm-hmm. two, there have been multiple people that have not only come out of that church but also from Bethel that have said that nope, yeah, it's it's gold glitter poured in the HVAC system. Again, that continues to disqualify their teaching and to raise massive concern uh, as 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 to why um, you would want to even touch any of that because they're lying. That's right. They're now lying. Let's, about let's look it. at because there's passages in Second Chronicles. There's passages in Isaiah that talk about God's glory descending in the form of a cloud, but when it descended. The people could not stand before it. Exactly. And what we see in, in these videos of people with glory clouds, it, it's a celebration, mm-hmm. right? They're going out of their minds. Yeah. But in Scripture, when God manifests Himself, it will kill you. It would kill you. That's right. Look I mean, at what I'll jo- kill you. Look at what John experienced in, 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 uh, when he was on Patmos. It, you I know. kill you. Silence. <laughs> I kill you. Okay. So, so that's glory Jeff clouds. Dunham. Sorry, I had to get some Jeff Dunham in there. <laughs> Next one, final one, grave sucking. <laughs> Just I mean, the stunned look, look on faces right now. Look, it's I got nothing. I have focus, Chris. There are pictures out there of. Uh, of uh, Benny Johnson, uh, who's who's Bill Johnson's wife, laying on C.S. Lewis's grave, trying to suck up some of the anointing. There are pictures of uh, students that go to. He did. Yeah. Uh, He's it, dead. Yes. Like D E D dead. Yes. <laughs> so you ain't getting anything from him. He no, dead. It's it's mysticism. It's pagan worship. It's idolatry. It's it's that, that's witchcraft. It's necromancing. It's. I mean, we could keep going with what that is. And Which I should have pulled some scriptures for that one too. Oh, you could have. But 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 here's but here's how people defend it. Well, what's wrong with wanting anointing? 
what's wrong with wanting, you know, I mean, I, I, I put a picture on Instagram of my grandfather's Bible when we were studying for the Ordo Salutis and just being able to have that and, and flip through that. And, and you know, well, well, what's wrong with wanting the anointing that the Lord gave Paul or John or Moses or... Because that Bible was not about your grandfather. Exactly, exactly. That Bible is about God. Hey, thank you. You took literally took the words out of my mouth. It's like, man, it's, it's you know, Scripture's clear. Scripture's clear. When you are regenerated, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in you fully. You don't need any more. And going yeah. back to, to the pictures that you saw with... Benny Johnson, the yeah. students. One of the pictures that's really concerning, as if it wasn't concerning enough, <laughs> was they were at the grave of Charles Finney. Oh, yeah. Now, yeah, maybe they just here. don't know who Charles Finney is, or they don't. Charles Finney is a heretic. Charles Finney denies original sin, he denies justification by faith, and he denied the imputed righteousness of Christ. You deny He's those. He's a straight Pelagian. Yeah. You're a heretic. Yeah, Pelagi- Pelagian is not even close to being orthodox. Mm-hmm. No. Pela- Pelagianism is, the church has spoken multiple times yeah. on Pelagianism. And, yeah. and not to mention that Charles Finney wrote on revival, and he basically gives you the, the outline of how to manipulate people using the ordered means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is there anything else we need to say about that? Stay away from the graves. <laughs> that you ain't there ain't anything there for you. They're dead. I don't. I don't understand. I, I'm. I'm. That ba- that baffles me more than anything. Almost as anything else. I'm like, as Christians, we we should not even affirm that ghosts exist. That's right. We can't. It doesn't line up with what the Bible says much less being able to receive some type of power from a from a dead from a dead grave a grave of a dead person mm. you, uh, now CS Lewis did some great works he, he he did have some some areas where he missed but he he did do some pr- some pretty good works but we don't need to go to his grave to get some kind of anointing because we have them in literature form we yeah. can read them and um he was a believer Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same Holy Spirit that lived in him, hey, newsflash, lives in you. That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's 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 similar to like the the Kundalini stuff. You know, it's like it's exactly. Yeah. It's, it's this. It, come on, come on. Yeah. Use, mm-hmm. you know, God. God has got an order, not chaos. Yeah. Also, it's, it's so, not. It's not. Cr- it's not yeah. Christian worship. It's not that's at right. all. It, it's not. It's not Christian. That, that those are, those things are not. That's not what Christians are to be doing. That's not what the Holy Spirit does. That's not the role of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's mocking the Holy Spirit. To 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 say that the Holy Spirit can be found in some physical form of glitter, that's that's mock. You're mocking God. Yeah. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is not a force or a thing. The Holy Spirit's a real person, and and and. That grieves the spirit. That type of stuff grieves the spirit. Because it's sin. It's, it's sin. That's sin. Yeah. That needs to be repented of. Yeah. And that brings me, that brings me to kind of something I was, I was already thinking of anyways. Look, if, if you're listening to this and, and you're hacked off right now, or you're confused, or you're upset, um, 
I, I'm going to say good, but I don't mean it as a way that we don't, we're not trying to just make people mad or make you upset. I would ask that you would truly search and find out why uh, that you're, that, that, that this is affect us talking about this and the way that we're talking about this and rebuking this is affecting you. Um, and, and, and I'll say this, that look, these people that we've mentioned by name also, they have people, multiple people, uh, people smarter than me have reached out to them, uh, using scripture and asked them to repent and ask them to recant and to stop and to, and they have admonished them and begged them and pleaded with them to turn away from the her, their heretical ways and please, please, for the sake of your own soul, for the sake of those in your charge to stop saying this stuff, and they've either mocked them or ignored them mm-hmm. and still haven't. Um, uh, and, and, and we make the same call to them. Please turn from this. Please yeah. get read your Bibles. Pray that the Lord would illuminate the truth for you. And if you're caught up in this movement, get out of it. Mm. Um, if 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 you're a leader in this movement, we pray that you would repent and believe and and ser- diligently daily search the scriptures for yourself. And mm. um, you know, but we we also just like when we talked about the love of God can reach to the farthest sinner. Paul said, "I'm the chief of sinners." Yeah. Um, you know, we also completely believe in the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, um, uh, and that 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 the Lord can save these people mm. out of this. We don't believe, as far as we can tell, because we we don't know this, uh, whether or not that they will continue to remain um, in 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 their blasphemous ways, and yeah. and and what the outcome of that will be. Um, so I, I just want to I, I put will that tell out you about well. reaching out to to people because. I've reached out to to like Todd Bentley, a guy named Sean Bowles, Sean Bowles who is notorious for uh, the prophetic mm-hmm. in, in the NAR, because um, he's done things where he's gone to these conferences and he he's t- got his cell phone right on stage and at conferences you know you register and you get people's information and stuff and he's just reading vague generalities from his phone off their Facebook account that you know uh, about people. And uh, but I've reached out to them, trying to talk to them about these things. I don't get a response, but what I do get is blocked. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that shows a lack of integrity. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's a, that that <coughs> you can't have. You, they don't they, they don't want to have conversations, no. and, right. and 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 it's and, and it's you know let, let uh, they pe- people people who are shut off who shut themselves off from having any dialogue with anybody who disagrees with them, they, they can't... Tr- the, the gospel unites people. That's right. The, if, if, we, if we are all in Christ, we're united. Therefore, even we Even though should, we may have differences. Even, even though we may have differences, we can still sit here and have a conversation. We, the three of us at this table disagree on things. Yep. And, 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 and we can sit down and have a conversation about those things. We should. Mm-hmm. It is sharpening for uh, all of us to sit down and have conversations about things that we disagree with. But if if someone refuses to have a conversation with somebody that disagrees with them, that says more about that person than it does those people who are reaching out. Because 
the people who are reaching out are wanting to have a conversation and that and the people who are rejecting that opportunity there that means there's there's something in their soul that they either know that they're wrong and they're completely avoiding it or they just they're just not willing to they're not willing to sit down with a brother or sister in Christ and have a conversation and well, that should be a red flag for anyone maturity issue and you you said it you've said it I've we've all said it multiple times today is is it ultimately comes down to a maturity issue, and and and, and Drew in the same same avenue I have as well. Um, you know, uh, if I ever get an email back from Bill Johnson, Corey Asbury, and Andy Stanley, I'll let you guys know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, that'll do it for this episode. Uh, we hope that it blesses you. If it made you mad, we we hope that it just makes you dive into scripture and actually yes. research things. Don't just take things at face value. Don't take mm. anything we say at face value. That's Amen. why the Bereans were counted as more noble because yeah. they searched yeah. the scriptures That's to right. see that Paul was telling the truth. That's right. So go in peace. Be we blessed. love you. Go in God's blessed. grace. We'll catch you next time.